Hi everyone, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. Woo! In this podcast, we always talk about things about musical theaters and plays, all those mainly musicals. Um, and no <laughs> exception. <laughs> no exception. Today we will be talking about Sound of Music. Claire, when are we going to have an exception? I'm actually interested you to make an exception sometime because you、Why? say this line. Because you say this line, and it was like every single time you say it, it was like, hmm. Play. I thought this is our podcast. Yeah, but I'm going to put the responsibility on you because no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> That's not gonna work. Really? I was really hoping it would. No, it did not, and it、uh, will not. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. We'll work. We'll work it out sometime. Then. Yeah. Sometime soon, hopefully,、uh, and we won't be able to make this joke anymore. So savor it while you can.、Um, Now I guess the synopsis comes in. The sound of music is about Maria, and I'm training, going to work for the von Trapp family as a governess after having difficulty fitting in at the Abbey. The von Trapp family includes seven children and their father, a captain, who, since their mother's death, became very cold. But little by little, they warm up to Maria. I know that I've given the, the synopsis for this、uh, musical, like I do for every single one, but. I can't imagine there is somebody who doesn't know.、Um, and if you do, I don't mean to shame you, but、uh, there is a hole in your childhood, and I hope this episode will help you fill it.、Um, so, what's your experience like with sound music?、Um, so, I think like most of the people our age, like I knew the musical since I was really, really young. I didn't actually watch the whole movie, but I was familiar with the songs because a lot of the songs were taught at school. I know, surprise, right? Because there was only so many. <laughs> English songs that were taught in an Asian school, and most of the English songs that I knew as a child, actually, a lot of them come from Sound of Music. So, music obviously is very familiar. I got to know the story a little bit, not very, very well though. It's not like I can memorize the whole plot or anything, but it was something that was super popular among like maybe my parents' generation. So that's also something that we will like maybe watch or listen to from time to time, but. Yeah, like other than that, I don't really have a very deep or complicated relationship with sound of music in general. But、mm-hmm. for the music, definitely is something that I grew up listening to.、Um, out of curiosity, so you said that did you listen to the music in English or was this where the songs translated? Most of them were in English, yes, but、mm-hmm. actually、um, a few of them got translated into Chinese as well. And did you hear about them first in Chinese, or did you hear about them first in English? I honestly can't remember. <laughs> okay, I only ask because like the most famous song, which would be like "Do Re Mi," my favorite things, all that kind of stuff, was translated along with the show. So they are also taught from very very young age in Israel, and、um, my familiarity with them definitely originated in Hebrew before listening to the English、um, movie. So I think they're really popular. In kindergarten, like you know how you have like the music hour where you have like recorders and you have like xylophones and you all play together. So this is like a very popular <laughs> song to put、um, when you're doing like the xylophone part, and also I think the recorder, but less so for the other instruments that they give you. So definitely, definitely something that you're aware of from at the very least like the age of five. Apart from that, I guess. My next familiarity was with the movie, so I think I told you this before yesterday. But 
my mom used to have like a special cupboard where she kept like VHSs that were forbidden for my siblings and I to touch. And the assumption was they're forbidden because there's something like bad in them, like they're scary or something like that. So that was a bit of a deterrent for us not to touch them. But in actuality, they were forbidden because it shows that she really, really wanted and like wanted to watch and loved. Um, and she didn't want us to ruin the VHS. So the two things that I discovered from that cupboard was The Sound of Music and also um, the Pride and Prejudice BBC miniseries from 1995, I believe, um, both of which I absolutely love. So one day I was brave enough to see it and I recognized the cover for The Sound of Music from the library, the kids section specifically. So I was like, oh, that can't be too, too scary. So when she was at work, I just put it on and I fell in love automatically. Like it was really, really nice even though I understood maybe 40% of what was going on. And I was nine and I wasn't very good at like reading subtitles because it wasn't English. Um, I still really, really liked it. And I think we mentioned it. We both played the flute, right, Claire? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so I was horrific <laughs> at, uh, at playing the flute. But the one thing I never wanted not to practice was the sound of music I got like a special booklet with all the songs and I practiced it over and over and over again and there were also the first few English songs I practiced over and over again when my English was like really really bad so for me it holds a very special place in my heart and uh, it's definitely one of the first musicals I was exposed to so I think I have a bit more of a longer relationship maybe but not more complex I think we both have very positive vibes about the sound of music all in all or we hold it dearly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so I guess we can jump straight into the songs. So the first introduction we have is the prelude and the sound of music. So we open with some really, really gorgeous scenery of Austria, and I think specifically of Salzburg, until we pan to a and Dame Julie Andrews, aka Maria, singing about her love for music. So there's not much preamble to the first song, except for like, you know, the instrumental part. So I guess we can dive straight into it. The Sound of Music, the song, is just so good, and I love every single aspect of it. I love the way that we go towards it with all the scenery it just gives you such a serene and gorgeous feeling kind of like put you in Maria's shoes um, with how she must be feeling uh, about like where she's at and about the wanting to sing so it's a really good way to put the audience where um, Maria's headspace in which I think is what the first song is supposed to be and um, the lyrics are gorgeous the atmosphere of it all it just they really think it's like unparalleled compared to any other song in terms of the serenity it gives you and overall just immaculate I think what are your thoughts yeah I agree like the way that he opens with this beautiful scenery just absolutely amazing and I love that connection between the beauty of the nature and that innocence pure beautiful personality that Maria has I think mm-hmm. it's a great way to introduce the character in a very indirect way saying just how her personality is and how great of a person she is with the nature that is shown to the audience so I like that and I appreciate it because this is something that you cannot see on like a musical stage Mm -hmm. and the fact that the film was able to capture all of that and make something that is so just breathtakingly beautiful um, as the beginning of this film I think is just 
absolutely incredible. So I really like it. And obviously I love European like nature views, mountains and stuff. So like, I no seriously, I'm very obsessed with like hiking in Europe. So mm-hmm. <laughs> right off the bat, like this already um, gives me like such very relaxed, very chill, very peaceful vibe to go into the film and the musicals in the story. Yeah. I also really like the lyrics here because I feel like in the lyrics, she akins herself to nature a lot. And mm-hmm. it kind of gives you a preview of her entire personality because she's very like innocent and childlike and she knows what's right and what's wrong. Um, she just has that innateness into her, just like nature. And I think that the lyrics communicate that really well. Also considering like she is uh, revering the nature of Austria that puts her in a really good position to be with the captain, which will happen later on with how patriotic he is to Austria and Austria as he knew as a boy. So I just think it like shows cases not only musically and obviously visually with all the scenery, but also lyric wise it communicate that I absolutely love that. I think it's such a clever choice. Um, all right. So the next one is Maria. Maria uh, hears the church bell chime right after singing and grabs her habit before rushing to the church, indicating she's a nun. Uh, The nun sings some uh, hymns absolutely beautifully, by the way. Um, I always love that part specifically, again, because it's really serene. It's very, um, I don't know, it just awe-inspiring to listen to personally, even though it's not like an official song necessarily. Um, after that, we see the Reverend Mother um, talk with some of the other nuns regarding Maria's missing prayer. The nuns debate whether Maria is to remain at the church due to her shirking her responsibilities to the church. Um, what are your thoughts? I like the song. It's like so cute when they mm-hmm. the way that they talk about Maria. My favorite line from the song is she's always late for everything except for every meal. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be the exact way that my family would describe me. So I feel very relatable to that line. I like that. (laughs) Percent. Yeah. And I also find it very ironic, but also really, really cute how they complain about Maria singing the Abbey while they're also singing the Abbey. And I thought that (laughs) was just so cute. Yeah. It's really awesome voices, really great performance. The way that they talk about Maria as kind of like, somebody that they care about you can uh very clearly see that they care about maria mm-hmm. even though that they're saying all this thing but like oh she does this she does that like what are we gonna do about her that you can tell that each and every one of them care about her deeply and it's more like they love her in a way that they don't know what to do with her and i i love that i, mm-hmm. I love that the fact that it gives me such a strong family vibe is something that I also really click with so yeah i enjoy it I think it's a very, very cute song. Musically, it also sounds really nice, too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, this was my favorite song, actually. It's no longer my favorite song, but I definitely love it a lot. Uh, just because I think like it's so fun. It's so whimsical. You get to see the little personalities of the nun. Like There's the nun who chastises her, chastises her a lot more, and then there's the nun who calls her an angel, maybe. So you get to see a little bit of different personalities, and you get to see like the reverend mother and how she is like so good at handling everything it just like gives you such a glimpse into the church and feels really real and like you mentioned like you really get a familial like feeling with them because Maria I guess came there at a pretty young age which is something we'll find out later uh and she stayed with them for a while and yet she's kind of unruly she has this personality where she's uh very carefree and kind of childish and they all 
think she's very likable, but not necessarily a very good nun. And it comes out in the song really, really well. So it's really cute. I definitely love it a lot. And definitely the best, <laughs> the best uh, line you hammered it. It's uh, it's really cute. Okay, so the next song is actually my more recent favorite, I'd say, which is I Have Confidence. So the Reverend Mother has made a decision regarding Maria's stay at the Abbey. Maria is very earnestly apologizing and she confesses to singing on the mountain as well as speaking her mind without being able to filter it, uh, which she thinks is not the kind of behavior a nun should have. To let Maria experience the world before committing to a life as a nun, the Reverend Mother asks her to work for a few months as a governess for Captain von Trapp and his seven children. And the, cap the captain's wife died several years ago, and no governess was able to stay for long with his children ever since. Um, so as I mentioned, it is my current favorite song from the musical. Uh, and I think like besides maybe the lonely goat herd it's the most technically difficult to sing uh so whenever she has to perform this one I just stand in awe and I was like how on earth is she able to do that I generally just love how adorable the song is like she dances like throughout it and she tries to hype herself up to be fit for the job but kind of falters when she sees the house and how huge it is and the realization dawns on her but Regardless, she still like pushes through anyway. And that kind of sequence, like Julie Andrews acts so well in this one. I just like, you know, practically nothing about her, but she's already super lovable and easy to like because of how positive and earnest she is. And you can see like the different changes of emotion and she's still trying her best. So I think for me, it's definitely like the highest point. But what do you think? It's very, very cute. I think it's super cute when she's just singing along and doing all this like weird stuff in the middle of the road and how her voice becomes softer once she sees the huge house. She goes like, oh, help. And literally seconds before that, she was psyching herself up to meet the new family. She was like, strength doesn't lie in numbers. It doesn't lie in wealth. And then <laughs> she goes like, oh, help. And I thought, oh my God, so cute. I can see myself in her um, in some way. Her acting, though, this entire performance is just absolutely amazing. But to be honest, I I didn't really like the music too much. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's probably because I'm also not familiar with the song as a child. So I didn't have that personal connection to this one particularly. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it just doesn't vibe with me very much. I can feel the energy and appreciate it. And to watch it is, is also very fun. But if you take in all that out and you just listen to the music itself, I don't think I'll go back to listen to it too, too much. But if you combine it with the viewing experience, then it's definitely one of the really interesting and very cute moments in the entire movie. And this movie is like three hours long. So yeah, this one definitely stands out to me and it's something that I think is very memorable from the movie. And I think I read it online somewhere saying that she, the actress like Julie Andrews, she didn't actually like the song or think that the lyrics in the second half made a lot of sense. So mm -hmm. she asked the director if she could play it as she was so excited and running around and singing nonsense. And it totally worked. And it's very charming that she does that. I think that's my favorite part of this entire performance as well. So 
thank goodness that she didn't love the lyrics and she decided to make her own interpretations of the of the song. I think it absolutely worked. I agree a hundred percent. When was the first time you watched the movie? Was it for this one, or did you watch it otherwise? I think I watched it from scene to scene. It, like I never really sit through the whole three hours from the beginning to the end. And to prefer this episode, probably be the first time that I watched the entire thing. Oh wow! Okay, head on makes sense. Yeah, but it's actually one of the movies that we had to watch for the music class. But you just you know like there's no way you're gonna fit in a three hours class. Sorry, a three hours movie in a class that only lasts fifty minutes. So we have to like cut it in chunks. And mm. sometimes like if you come back to watch the same movie a week later, um, you don't really remember what happened. Okay, that's fair. All right. So the next one is sixteen going on seventeen. So Maria enters the Von Trapp uh, mansion and immediately goes into one of the rooms exploring. So the room she goes into is like a ballroom and she acts a little bit goofy. She like curtsies. She's like almost dancing. And um, the captain walks in at that moment. Um, he's really, sorry, he's very like strict and cold with her, letting her know that uh, she's the last of 12 governess who quickly quit after starting the position. I think he mentioned like the last person before her. She only lasted like a couple of hours, which is insane. Um, do you remember if it was the one with the snake? Because I imagine that would make her quit. Yeah. Um, Honestly, mm-hmm. though, frog would probably do the trick for me. I'll quit, like, right on the spot. Oh, you don't like reptiles, right? I hate frogs. Oh, frogs specifically? Are you okay with yeah. other, like, with reptiles? Sorry, probably frog not. is not a reptile. I'm an amphibian. <laughs> um, um, interesting. Yeah, I, I really, really don't like it. I'm more like I'm scared of it. So I think if that happened to me, I'd be like, all right, that's it. Three Aww. hours moving into 15 minutes. Do you mind asking, like, me asking why? Like, is it a specific incident or is it just, like... No, no special reason. I just don't like them. I think they're disgusting. Keep them away from me. Uh, You're hurting Kermit's feelings right now. Do they have feelings? (gasps) That's so hurtful. (laughs) Why do you do that like that? (laughs) Well, how would you know? Well, they communicate. Did you not hear the beautiful song? Um, what is it called? What? Someday we'll find it. The Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection? What song yeah. is that? Did he watch the Muppets? No. Okay. Because if of you, the frog. Because of the frog, exactly. The frog is the one to sing the Rainbow Connection. Oh. Um, maybe I'll just put randomly one day if I have any reason to put music in and we'll see a reaction. I'll report. Okay. Maybe okay. maybe it will be like a form of therapy for you. To oh, to definitely not. Nothing is going to ever fix this for me. Oh, no. OK, fair enough. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did talk in like the yes about the frog right now. So um, we find the children are treated like little soldiers in an army school or something. And they have like a very strict schedule, which doesn't include playtime. They also all wear a uniform, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so Maria doesn't really fit in with the military style rearing and um, from the get go, essentially, which is um, where we get this gem of a line I wrote down. Fraulein, were you this much of trouble at the Abbey? And she goes very earnestly, oh, much more, sir. <laughs> Do you remember this? I literally thought it was the most hilarious thing. Yeah, it was, it was very, very funny. And then um, after this, like, the captain goes to leave and she's like, uh, 
taking out a whistle and she's like excuse me sir I don't know your signal and he hops and pops and leaves anyway I love the scene a lot um so I think this entire like response responding between the captain and Maria just left me in tears almost yeah so after like the captain leaves after this Maria is left alone with the children and we have seven of them as we mentioned we have Liesel who is the oldest she's 16 we have Friedrich Louisa Kurt Brigida, Martha, and Greta. As a kid, by the way, Brigida was my favorite because she read and I felt very connected to her. As an adult, I could not relate to Maria more than I do now. She was just the most relatable person in the world, I think. Um, the kids, as we mentioned already, plant a frog in her jacket and try to sabotage her as well in other ways. So um, they give her like bad advices on how to be a governess because Maria confessed that she was never a governess before. She has no experience. And uh, they also put like a pine cone in her seat. So I guess it's better than like, you know, those fart cushions. Mm. <laughs> they probably didn't have that back in the days eh? exactly I was so thankful that this was made in like 1965 or whatever and it was supposed to take place in the 1930s because imagine how much more embarrassing that would be uh, because she didn't even like rat them out that they planted panko in her seat and she did very publicly so uh as a result of that she gives the kids a very passive aggressive scolding at the dinner table and make all the kids cry as they repent I guess for what they've done so the captain receives like a telegram at the dinner summoning him to Vienna to visit Baroness which he intends to bring with him after his visit and when Liesel finds out who delivered the telegram she excuses herself and rushes to see the postman whose name is Rolf when Liesl sees Rolf, we find out they have feelings for one another. And at the end of the song, they kiss and Liesl is overjoyed. So what are your thoughts? I think it's a pretty cute song. It's actually one of the things that I remember from the movie. Mm. And remember how I said that it was always cut in chunks? And I think, I don't know why, but this song was just, it just stood out for me in my memory. And mm-hmm. it's something that my mom was sing to me. Well, maybe like we'll sing together like when I was like young because it's all about like, you know, being young from 16, 17 or 17, 18, whatever. So, yeah, I think that along with like songs from Mamma Mia will be something that we always sing together um, when I was much younger in my teenage years. So I have good memory about this. And I also find it funny because the lyrics literally be like, oh, you're 16 going on 17 and then you need somebody who's older and wiser and I'm 17 going on 18 and I'll take care of you. And I was just thinking, dude, you're just only one year older. <laughs> so <laughs> what makes you think that you're much older and wiser? I don't know. It's just something that I pick up from the song and I thought was just didn't really make sense in my head. Felt like that line was very funny to me. In general, I like how the song is cute so you can see that like puppy love almost um usually I'm not big of a romance song person but I guess like, if you listen to something where you're very familiar with something since you're young then it really would uh, make a difference for you so for me this song definitely makes me like it much more than what I would have if I listened to it for the first time like maybe right now so all in all I enjoy it I think music wise is very catchy yeah how about you? Um, I have complicated feelings about this scene, I think. So 
in terms of the song, it's very beautiful musically. The actors have amazing, amazing voices. And the dancing is some of the most impressive in the whole musical, especially mm-hmm. since they do have like dance scenes later on as well. So what they have here as a kid, especially really, really impressed me. And also as a kid, I would say this is maybe like my second favorite or one of my definite like favorites from the musical. It's something that is instantly recognizable. It's very catchy, very, very well done. But especially actually the part where it starts to rain and they head to the gazebo. Um, it's really a stunner. It's almost like something that came out of like Fantasia or maybe Fantasia 2000. Did you watch it, by the way? No. Okay. I think you would specifically really enjoy it because it's all classical music. And I know we both love classical music a lot. And they have a few Tchaikovsky scenes in there, which absolutely stunning, coupled with really, really beautiful animation. We have to cover it one day. So it really gave me that kind of imagery and it's a good, well done song. But what makes this uh, a complicated, I guess, song for me is, um, I guess, two reasons. So the reason number one is the lyrics. They're very paternalistic, a little bit misogynistic. It's difficult to hear it and like it when A, I know English and B, I'm not a child anymore. I think that makes it a little bit more complex for me to listen to and like. And the second reason I am not a big fan of the song is this is a love story with Lisa and Rolf. And I absolutely hate Rolf, which I think is something the movie wants you to do. So it's kind of difficult to see somebody who is so good like Lisa fall for somebody who is so evil like Rolf. Um, but apart from that, like this number has so many good things going for it it's just for me a little bit difficult to listen to I think it's just because it was made during a completely different time and the message wasn't looked down upon back then so for me I'm I just sure. have less of a problem with that. no no I'm sure I mean I, I understand this is a different way of living back then and uh, I'm not saying like oh you know Roger and Hammerstein who wrote the uh, musical are horrible people for saying it I'm just saying like for me it's a little bit difficult to hear it because it's something that is so um, I don't know so like separated from how I view the world and I so oh, I probably would have like the similar yeah I definitely had the similar feelings towards my fair lady okay that's fair yeah. <laughs> yeah um so I think it's like the same kind of feeling then you can relate it just this song even though I like liked it a lot more before I knew the lyrics or understood the lyrics it just became more complex for me um after being more acquainted with it if it makes sense mm-hmm. okay Perfect. And yeah, absolutely no hate towards Rodgers and Hammerstein. Like, they're amazing. Like, they're the original uh, legends. Like, oh my God. So I know this is a different way of time, and I don't mean to disparage it in that way. Just a completely personal thing. Um, The next song is probably one of the two most famous um, songs in the entire musical. I'm not sure. Do you, which one do you think is more famous? My favorite things or Doremi? For me, is gonna be Doremi. Yeah, I agree with that's you. That's the song that they, well, our teachers teach us uh, when we just started learning English. <laughs> oh, okay. For yeah. us, it's like first music lesson. <laughs> so yeah, I think like Doremi is probably taking the first place as the most famous song from this musical. And honestly, I was going to talk about it later on, but I think Doremi is probably the most famous musical song ever. I was trying to wreck my brain and think about any other musical 
song that is better known than Do Re Mi. And I honestly couldn't think of any. So uh, it's kind of feeling like an honor to cover such a song. Uh, but right now we're talking about my favorite things. So Maria talks to another staff member about the captain, and it seems like the reason for running the household like a military academy is because everything else, children included actually, which I thought was interesting, reminds him of his wife too much, and it's really painful for him. So he's trying to um, separate himself a little bit or make it a bit more cold and impersonal. Apparently, the captain is visiting the Baroness in Vienna with the intention of marrying her soon. And when Maria hears this, she believes that she was sent there by the Lord to prepare the children for a new mother. She prays as Liesel sneaks in completely drenched and Maria helps her out, which um, helps Liesel wake her up or wake her up. I mean, warm up to her. Uh, Gretel storms into Maria's bedroom as like she's really scared of the thunderstorm. And uh, she's very quickly followed by the rest of the children. Were you ever scared of the thunders? No. Neither was I, but I hear it and I see it cropping up in movies and TV shows and even books all the time. I think if you don't live in an area where it happens a lot, then you're probably not used to it and therefore probably would be scared of it. But in Taiwan, there's typhoons all the time. You have storms like literally every summer. Um, sometimes you have multiples too. So I got really used to it. Okay, makes sense. I wonder. I, I don't think I've ever experienced typhoon, I guess, knock on wood or something. Uh, but I wonder what's the weather like in Austria, because I imagine rainstorms is a part of every single country almost or a lot of countries. So maybe not if it's a desert country, I guess. Maybe it's um, because they're young, you know, and when you're young, you don't understand. Friedrich storms in there, too, and he's 14. That's true. But he's probably like because all his siblings are there. Oh, that's true. And uh, Louisa Storm's in there. She's 13. Yeah. I was wondering about it. Like, I feel like actually with a lot of children, they're kind of infantilized. They're not acting their age. I don't think necessarily like, sorry, Lisa acts as much as a 16-year-old would ask, uh, acts, or she doesn't have that kind of relationship of being the older sibling as much. And Friedrich and Louisa, who are 13 and 14, I don't think they really act like teenagers. The most who act their age, I think, are uh, Gretel and Kurt. But it was something I was thinking about. I don't know if you noticed it too. Gretel's so cute. Oh my she's God. adorable, isn't she? She's so cute. Like, she's my favorite out of all of the children. Uh, I really like when she like has the um, part in So Long Farewell. It's so adorable. Yeah, so cute. When she sings that song, and she's like trying to catch up with the rest of her siblings oh my god so cute I'll, I'll get into it <laughs> yeah yeah Gretel is very very adorable all and all I agree um so when they all come in there Maria advises them that whenever she's scared she tries to think of nice things in order to feel better mid-song the captain walks in he chastises Maria and the children and um all of them return to their room essentially Maria takes the opportunity to ask him for material to create play clothes for children, and he harshly refuses and asks her to be more disciplined. When he leaves, she decided to turn her curtains into clothes, which I think is such an iconic thing, choice to do. Like a lot of movies and a lot of media that I've seen like after that, they use the turn your clothes, the your curtains into clothes thing, like the sound of music. It's like always an act of like, 
um, rebellion or ingenuity. And I love that they do that because I feel like it gives it the respect it deserves. It's so iconic. But what do you think about the song itself, by the way? <laughs> yeah, this is the one song I don't think there is a single person who doesn't know it or like has never heard of it. Because like, even my brother and my brother is somebody who didn't know Hotel California until Shanxi. So. Neither do I. You didn't know Hotel California? We talked about this, don't you remember? I think I like, erased what? it from my memory because I didn't want to believe that it was true. Oh, no. <laughs> who is Hotel California by? Eagles. Who are the Eagles? They're a band. I assume that. Thank you very yeah. much, Claire. <laughs> are they? Well, okay, I'm going to Google them right now because I've never heard of them in my life. Oh, my um, goodness. Wow. Okay. Anyways, um, I was going to say that even my brother recognized the song and he was like, well, I actually knew the song. And I'm like, of course you do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. So that's just how well known the song is. And because Wait. of that, I feel, can I, can Lots I finish? Can no, I finish? No, you cannot. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to finish. Hold it. And, no. and because of that, I think the song is very nice. And obviously like, there's no reason to hate it. It's very cute i don't like the fact that ariana grande has a song that sounds really similar to this and it gives much of a creepy vibe so i'm like i don't know how i feel about that i still obviously prefer the original like it gives me such a happy vibe and just very very chill very peaceful almost like i like the the chillness of the entire musical i feel like it's very at put me at ease i'll say um and it's a very like a whole song feel good type of song so in that regard we really enjoy it and I don't think I'll ever have a reason to dislike it <laughs> and yes Rume resume what were you trying to say thank you so much um I figured a, pl- a plot hole wouldn't you recognize the majority of the songs because your mom sang it to you or sang it with you well she didn't watch the whole thing right so we'll be only picking a few songs Still, still, but like you, this wouldn't be the only song he recognizes. Like he probably recognizes 16 going on 17. Like, yeah, of course. Okay, okay, cool. So yeah, give him more slack than that, I guess. Um, I love this one too. Like this is such an iconic, amazing song. It also was somewhat converted into a Christmas song. Like I've seen it in a lot of Christmas compilation um, music. And I think I understand why it has a very serene, um, but still playful uh like atmosphere of almost like of something magical happening and the bonding experience of Maria with the rest of the children I think like this is the first bonding experience of all of them together where you can say they really really trust her is really well done and I love how she covers for Lisa and how she covers for the children and she thinks only of their well-being and you can see it with how carefully she like takes care of them during the song so like you can hear some of the thunder booming in the background and the kids go under the current uh, under the um duvet to hide from it and she little by little like peels the duvet to like show them everything is okay and closes the window and try to like make them feel more at ease so they won't be scared in the children like uh, in future and I think that's such like a plus parenting in here that she does and um like this sequence blows me away because this is the first time you see it and it goes on to repeat many times as the musical progresses and you can see the capacity she has to be such an amazing mother and person um so yeah I really really love it it's iconic it is immaculate (laughs) personally I think so definitely an A++ 
Okay, so the next song is the most famous song, probably of every musical and definitely of this musical, which is Do Re Mi. Um, the next day, the children go around the city. Um, just a side note here, I really adore Maria's dress and bandana combo here. I always really, really liked it. And if I ever um, decide to cut my hair short, it will be 100% because of this. During their day out, Maria finds out that the uh, children terrorize the other governesses because they want their dad's attention. And she promises to think of other alternatives to get his attention instead of, you know, terrorizing other people and uh, figures the children can sing something for the Baroness to welcome her home. When she finds the kids can't sing, she teaches them. So... I don't have much to say on this one just because it is so well known. It's so integral to everybody's childhood almost that like it's been done, you know, it just it's clever. The war, the lyrics are really, really good. Like the fact that you get something to sound like another word. Um, very smart. So it's just so ingenious. This is an amazing song. It is vocally it is um, musically and lyrically really impressive and I like every second of it what do you think yeah oh my god this is some of the most the smartest lyrics ever written I think Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that our teacher would definitely choose this song to teach us um, when we just started to learn English and even if it just uh, started to learn more about music in general this will be the to-go song so very iconic very important very familiar it's just something that has a deep root into my childhood and my memory so honestly kind of like you on that note there's really not much that needs to be said it's a classic and that's all you need to know about that (laughs) yeah I hope our next generation will also grow up like knowing the song because otherwise it would be such a shame like this is such a good song in so many levels and this theme in particular though so on the musical level obviously it's a great song but if we're talking about the scene in the film I also love this uh the entire clip very very much because it's actually a very long clip but they use like clothes and scenery changes to show you how they build trust in relationship together day by day and I just love that you can really see how they bond over the music because technically everything happens within this one song. But at the same time, you get to see how they're able to play together, how they are um, interacting with each other. And that's something that was done very cleverly in the song to showcase you how meaningful and how deep that their connection has become. So I really like that as well. So yeah. So after that, we have the Sound of Music reprise and the Lonely Goat Herd. The captain returns with the Baroness and Max, who I think is the kid's an- uncle. Did you catch that? I think it's uncle, right? They yeah, I uncle? think so. Yeah. Um, he's met with Rolf, who became a Nazi and greets him with a Heil Hitler. The captain is rightfully enraged and shoes him away after receiving a letter. This is uh, the late 30s, by the way. So um, as a reminder, it's kind of like the brink of World War II, and it's right before the Anschluss, which is the Austrian annexation to Germany. 
Um, the captain sees Maria and the children goofing off and he harshly reprimands her when she gives him a schooling about his responsibilities as a father. He fires Maria and asks her to return to the abbey when he hears the children sing the sound of music together. Completely amazed, he begins to join and uh, has a beautiful, tender moment with the children. He unfires Maria right after that, and he admits that she was right and he doesn't know his children. After that, we cut to the kids and Maria staging a puppet show about a lonely goat herd. I really like the lonely goat herd a lot. Like, I think the puppetry is really amazing. I know lots like people are afraid of puppets and marionettes in general, but I always really, really like them. Um, and the music in here is really, really good. Like yodeling in general is really difficult to do. There are a lot of difficult high notes that um, Julie Andrews has to sing in here. And the way that she and the children like goof off and still like able to produce something for the father to show their love and appreciation. I feel like that's something I've done a lot with my parents, like, you know, little acts of like art. So whether it's singing or acting or like making them like a drawing or something, it's something that is really relatable. And I think that's something that you would do with a governess if you had it, and if you have one. Um, so yeah, I personally really, really like The Lonely Girl Heard, though actually I know that this is one of the least favorite musical numbers in the um, musical for a lot of people. Uh, I'm here to defend it personally, and I think it deserves more respect. What do you think? I think it's a cute song. But before this song, though, I really like the scene where the captain sings with the children, too. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's honestly one of the best scenes in the entire movie. Um, I'm really, really, really liking the the whole family concept, like in almost everything. And the fact that the moment it, it was done in such a sweet way to show you how he reunites with his children, like spiritually is just so beautiful. To me, through the children, it was like feeling like he was finally accepting the fact that he can be happy again, that he can have a life again. And I don't know if you noticed, but then he has a pause in between as Mm -hmm. he's like kind of stopped singing and he reached out to his children. Yeah. That really gets me every single time. Like (laughs) I actually went back to just watch the scene just for this. It's just beautiful how they love and support each other. And like, obviously he's been harsh on the children, but then the children love him back so much. And then the the fact that he accepts them back to his life, that he opens his heart to them again and to be able to form that connection with his children, finally to overcome the grief, I I think is beautiful. I think it's a very beautiful moment. So yeah, I, I think it's one of the best things in the movie and definitely enjoy every single time that I watch it. Um, and for The Lonely Go Heard, I don't mind the song, to be honest. The first time I heard it on soundtrack, I didn't like it too much either. And I think it's because like it sounded a little bit weird <laughs> to me without context. But if you watch it, it's actually quite clever. And I like the playfulness that there is in the song. It's very cute. Like, I like seeing the children play together, even though, like, a majority, a big chunk of the movie is actually more related to, like, more serious issues, like, the whole historical backgrounds, like, what's happening politically. But then what's happening within the house, like, between the children can be so joyful, can be so simple, that makes me appreciate the song very, very much. And that the fact that we're able to witness just how much they, how much fun that they're having together is also 
making me like the song a lot like after watching the movie so yeah music wise like maybe is not my top three probably but then I like it a lot because of all the reasons I just said would you say that the reprise of the sound of music is your favorite or no no we will get to my favorite okay so the next one is Edelweiss after the show, Max announces that he's registering the captain and the children to the Salzburg Talent Festival. The children ask their father to sing a song, and he sings about a flower common in Austria, Germany, and Switzerland, I believe. So apparently this is the last song Hammerstein wrote before dying, and it's absolutely beautiful. I really like how they use it in the reprise, especially as a goodbye song where the captain is so overcome with emotion. We'll talk about it later. But I think it's a really beautiful uh, small song which encapsulates the captain's character really well in the way that it's still like stoic and nostalgic and uh, prideful in the small little things. And it's really amazing to me. What do you think? Yeah, this is my favorite song. I'm not because, surprised. Um, there is a Chinese version of this song, actually. And mm. we used to sing in our music class. It's something that every single class was taught. Yeah, it's very gentle. It's very sweet. And I always really love this kind of uh, genre or like this kind of vibe to, to a song. So I really, really like it. I love how all the children just quietly listening to their father and if you really do the math calculation, Lizzo was 16 and then Gretel was five, then their mom must have died when she was 11, right? Mm-hmm. So as most likely that she will remember how her family used to be. And that is probably like her, her dad, like singing and being happy and were nice to his children. So it's very, very hard for her to suddenly have things changed the way that they were at the beginning of the film. So I, I like the moment she has with the captain when he nods to her to, to join him. It, it feels like he's like asking her silently, like, oh, do you, rem- do you remember? This is what we used to do. And then she takes her place on the floor and joins in because she's probably the only person old enough to remember how things were. And she like never really forgot how her family used to be. And I feel like they're using that moment to really appreciate each other to love each other and to remember the things that he used to have even though that it was obviously grief but then now that they kind of with that more peaceful mindset to talk about the things that he used to have before so I really like it I think it's a very sweet uh, scene and um, the song itself yeah I think it should be my all-time favorite even though it was a very hard decision between this one and Doremi because Doremi is just way too iconic but then Mm -hmm. this one definitely ranks very very highly in my heart yeah yeah this is really a beautiful song I think everything about it is just amazing yeah the next one is So Long Farewell the Baroness asks the captain to throw her a party so she can meet everyone. Maria teaches the children how to dance. The captain demonstrates the dance with Maria, which is when uh, she starts catching feelings. Before retiring for the night, the children sing to the ball attendees. And I guess this is something that I talked about again with the children and how they don't necessarily act their age. But I find it a bit weird Liesl didn't have her coming out party, which is like a debutante ball or something, considering she's already 16 and she's a daughter for a well-off family. And I feel like usually she would be allowed to stay 
because she's older and it's almost like time for her to be an adult. So I was wondering why she didn't, but she didn't. Um, apart from that, I really liked several moments here. Like Kurt's high note is absolutely amazing. It sounds so difficult to do and he just pulls it off like it's nothing. And uh, the song itself is the one of the cutest thing you'd ever see. Like you can see each little kid and how they represent themselves. So for example, Liesl is like, I like to go and drink my first champagne. Um, how they like kick each other in the butt a little yeah. bit whenever <laughs> each of them goes, which is such a sibling thing to do. Um, like they're really playful with, you, with each other. They're really playful with Maria. I like how they all take care of little Gretel because she's the youngest in the family and you protect the youngest person in the family. And they help her out before every everybody says goodbye so the song is really wholesome I really really like it it has so many good things going for it and it's also one of the songs that I liked performing to quote-unquote as a kid um especially like the little twirls and dances that they have with um Brigida and Louisa when they have their turn it's a lot of fun what do you think yeah you pretty much like honestly said it all like it's just a very cute way to say goodnight I especially enjoy the part where they like kick each other out yeah. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part yes um right so after this the Baroness helps Maria change for the party and tells Maria plainly that she's in love with the captain and the captain is actually in love with her and that causes Maria to leave and return to the abbey because she's uh, still a nun in training and this is something that is forbidden for her so she doesn't want to betray god and um she wants to separate herself from the situation and this is where act one closes so after this we begin with act two we have the song climb every mountain and i'm going to couple it with my favorite thing reprise so we open with the baroness playing with the children but not actually mashing so well with them the captain announces his engagement to the Baroness, to the children, who miss Maria very much and want her to return. The children go to the Abbey to see Maria, but they're refused despite their pleading. And at the Abbey, Maria hasn't been speaking and seems kind of depressed. The Reverend Mother asks her to um, see what's troubling her. She wants her to come in and have a talk with her. And she finds out Maria left because she's in love with the captain and she didn't want to betray the Lord. The Reverend Mother lets her know loving the captain doesn't make her love God any less and uh, that she has to go and face what's bothering her and love and live the life that she was meant to live. And after that, Maria returns to the light of the children. Uh, personally, I really like Climb Over Mountain. I think it's showing the Reverend Mother's personality and I don't know authority I guess as a nun so well it again is a very difficult song to sing it's very high and it's still very impactful I think it's a pretty good act two opener even though um, it's not necessarily something with a lot of bells and whistles you still get the peril and the comforting presence of the Reverend Mother, and I like that part. And obviously the scene where Maria reunites with the kids with my favorite thing and how utterly happy they look in here, it feels so sincere. And you know, there are moments in here that are not like the best acted necessarily. And by that, I mean like the movie in general. So I didn't really get the acting of Liesel and Rolf, for example, not necessarily as a, as a couple, but just like when they're talking to each other, it feels like older acting that we're not used to now where like everything is overdone uh, maybe more stage acting actually so this is still really really well done because you absolutely feel their sincerity and I like that a lot what do you think 
Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this as an act to opener because to me, this is a very powerful song. Yeah. And by putting it at the beginning of act two, I don't know, like it feels like it takes away the tremendous impact that it can have. Um, maybe if it's the second song or something, I don't know. But to me, this song stands out a lot, not because of its music necessarily, but like the message is what really gets me. Uh, my favorite line from this is definitely, these walls were not built to shout out about problems, you have to face them. I absolutely love this line because when we think of religion, I guess we often think of it as uh, escape places or even not religion, like our homes in this example will probably apply as well because they're safe and peaceful places to, you know, rest our heads or um, we can't really be in danger or anything. Like we can just go home, rest, and then make sure that we're in the safe hole that will be protective and that we know that we'll be comfortable with. But the fact that she's encouraging Maria to face herself, like her feelings and what she wants in life, I think it's a, it's a great message that anyone can take this advice from at any point of their life, really. So no matter what your age is, like no matter what phase in life you are right now, I feel like there's always going to be moments where you can definitely use this advice to face your problem, not trying to escape and run away from it. I really, really like what they're doing with the scene, like just visually, the use of the light and the shadow in this one is just absolutely amazing. I guess I never really listened to this song before when I was a child. So like, I wouldn't know how I would think of it if I was younger. But then knowing the song now and then seeing how it was presented and the message behind it, I definitely think it's a maybe one of the most important songs in this musical because really now you're free from all these restrictions or responsibilities that you think that you should have. But then here she's, being told that by loving another man doesn't mean that you love God less or anything. So for her character, it's definitely a very important moment. And I can definitely see how the support system that she has, has a great positive impact on her life in general. So everything about the scene, about the song, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed um and i think it's very significant very important for not just the movie and the plot but also for uh the character of maria as well mm-hmm. okay so after this i guess we have something good which by the way is the last original song for the entire musical after this everything is a reprise so Maria learns of the captain's engagement and is crushed, but hides it exceptionally well, I thought. That night, the captain apologizes to the Baroness and calls the entire engagement off. And afterwards, he goes to see Maria and confess, and they confess their love for each other. That's the only song I remembered very little of, I think. So I really like, for example, the setting of it. I like that it's in a gazebo. I feel like it's like a prime location for romance in Salzburg or maybe in their town or something. And I thought it was really, really sweet, but that was less memorable than everything else they had. Uh, the most significant part of it, apart from like being the very last song that is original um, or doesn't reprise, I mean was that at the end of the song, the captain proposes. And of course, that's when they have the big confession. But I would like it to be a little bit more momentous considering the occasion of what's happening. That would be my only critique for the song. What do you think? 
Yeah, I have to say though, I think musically this was not memorable to me. I agree.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can't agree that it's a sweet moment, but yeah, I agree. I I think the music definitely could have been made more more memorable. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be catchy or anything, but like even a sweeter songs or I I don't know what is, but it could definitely be different. I think. Um, I think it's interesting though how they jump from confession directly into marriage because literally, like one second later, you will just see Maria in her wedding dress, and I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, they're really taking things fast. Yeah.、Um, yeah. And oh, and I guess the only other thing that I'll say is I think the fact or they're discussing to ask the children first before that they decide to get married or not was really cute. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. For sure. Okay,、yeah. so as were I you sorry?、Oh, sorry. W- were you、uh, familiar with all the soundtrack, like every single song? Oh yeah, hundred percent. As a child, I think as I mentioned, yeah, I think I mentioned. Okay, okay.、Um, I used to have a little booklet with all the songs and every single note from the song, so I could play it over and over again. And that's something I've done. I've、uh, seen the movie countless of time.、Um, Thankfully, I never actually ruined a VHS, so my mom <laughs> probably didn't have to like be outraged at me. But I've seen it many, 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 many times. How about the original, the the musical version? Because apparently, I read online saying that there are、um, the songs that were cut. Yeah, there, there. Yeah. I believe、uh, one or two songs that were cut. I've seen a.、Uh, Um, the sound of music on stage, but a, it wasn't Hebrew, it wasn't in English, it wasn't like a proper necessarily version, and it was an adaptation, pretty much word for word of the movie. So、um, it didn't really have any kind of ingenuity that I wasn't exposed to from the movie because of、I、that.、See. So、okay. I didn't watch the、um, the news. I listened actually to the new song recently, but I don't remember it that much. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. I、Did、guess、you? like maybe no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I know that there was a quite a few changes that were made like between the musical and the movie version, but maybe the fact that the movie was so successful like makes all the musical version they kind of you know they all change it to fit in with the movie more. I have no idea. Yeah, but I have not seen it. On stage, or I have not seen the musical version of this, like the original, original version of it. Right. Okay. So, yeah, there are like six reprises. They're all going to be sandwiched together. So the first reprises of Maria. The second is sixteen going on seventeen. After that, we have Do Re Mi. Then we have Edelweiss. Then So Long Farewell. And then lastly, Climb Every Mountain. <laughs> So as you mentioned already, the Captain and Maria marry pretty much a second after、um, something good, <laughs> and then we cut to the mansion. Max is looking after the children and getting them ready for the festival when he's visited by a Nazi commander.、Um, this is after the Anschluss, where Germany annexed Austria. So it's been a, over a month, I believe, since the、uh, wedding. The captain's house is the only one not flying the Nazi flag, and the commander was questioned because of this. Because this is, I guess, not showing patriotism or something along those lines, and、uh, they forcibly put a flag on his house.、Um, and we also find out that the captain is required to enlist in the Nazi army right upon his return. So this is the day of the festival. 
And both the captain and Maria return. And the first thing the captain does is rip the Nazi flag to pieces, which was like a big woohoo moment. It was like, go. Oh, my God. Great job. Yeah. Um, I I was so worried that he was going to get reported. Oh, my God. Oh, for ripping it. I didn't didn't even cross my mind. Oh, really? Because I'm like, well, what if somebody saw it and he got reported? You're right. Exactly. I didn't even realize that. At least take it into the house and then do it. Not just do it in the front door. He is not a coward. He's not scared. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, but then, okay. Um, yeah, so after this iconic, amazing thing happened, Maria and Lisa have a heart-to-heart because Rolf turned into a Nazi and stopped loving Lisa. The captain decides to escape Austria that night in order to avoid serving for the Nazis. They are discovered on their way out by the commander. And in order to fool him, they lie and say that they were going to go to the festival where they are performing. The commander permits them to perform, but informs the family that immediately after the performance, the captain will be escorted out to go with him. Um, So they all sing a bunch of songs, which is where all the reprise comes from. And the captain has what was supposed to be a solo and was supposed to be like a one last goodbye with the song Edelweiss. It's used as a goodbye song to Austria in general, and it symbolizes his love for Austria um, because he's very patriotic before leaving. And um, it's really touching since uh, halfway through the performance, he is overcome with emotion and cannot sing. And Maria mm-hmm. and then the rest of the audience come to his aid. And after that, they escape the stage one by one with a song, So Long Farewell. When... Um, they don't come to collect the first prize because they won the competition. The Nazis understand they escaped and chase after them, and the family is helped by the Abbey. They come to check on the Abbey in their search for them, and that's where Rolf finds them and betrays them all by reporting their location to the commander. And the movie finally ends with the family crossing the Alps to Switzerland by foot. So a whole bunch of songs happen. Are there any reprises you want to talk about in particular? Oh, I just thought one thing. So I guess Maria Reprise. I just thought it was funny how they call her a clown on her wedding day. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine the disrespect. (laughs) Only family can do that. I was thinking like, really? On this day? Like, you have to diss her, but okay. I know, right? But yeah, but what do you think? Do you enjoy any one of them in particular? Well, I think Edelweiss is definitely a standout. Like I enjoyed it more now than I enjoyed originally. And I absolutely loved it originally. But it was so touching how he stopped halfway through because he was so overcome with emotion and how Maria sensing that he needs help and like she rushes to his aid and they encourage everybody to sing with them to symbolize what Austria is to them. And it's kind of like a final farewell. It's very emotional. I really, really like that scene. And I guess it's like an honorable mention, but what, when they do so long farewell all the kids look back really worried because they have to do like this grand escapism act mm-hmm. and I also like that they're being really realistic so um Gretel asks Maria if this is a time to sing my favorite thing when they're hiding because she's scared yeah. and I was like oh no Greta child and Maria is very like responsible she's like hugging her tight and she's like please don't do like uh, it, this is not an instant that it can work we have to be really quiet and she understands completely and she still feels comforted because Maria is there I thought it was so sweet and so wholesome so this entire final act so well done for me yeah yeah me too me too I really like that part too I'm like oh that would be so realistic considering like she's only five Mm-hmm. And she's scared. And when she was scared before, like it worked. So yeah. it would make sense to her because she because she doesn't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I thought that part was so cute, but also so realistic. 
exactly it's yeah. very realistic because everything else has been like a lot of song and dance and mm-hmm. this one kind of breaks it and you understand it's some things you cannot deal with the same way you've dealt with it with everything else you have to adapt and mm-hmm. it was so such a teaching moment and opportunity that I thought they handled exceptionally well yeah yeah and what you said about like the fact that the, the captain like couldn't carry on with a song and then Maria comes to the escape I think I like that scene for two reasons and first of all I just love like when he's showing his love for his country because it's not like he's leaving because he doesn't love it mm-hmm. he's leaving because he loves it mm-hmm. and the fact that Maria gets that he needs help and then he is having a hard time carrying on I think also speaks a lot about their relationship um, so even though like they literally marry the second after they confess their feelings to each other I feel like they're feelings for each other and the chemistry that they have is very convincing so yeah okay um should we go into our final thoughts yeah sure you can go ahead (laughs) okay uh so personally I really really like the sound of music all in all I don't think it has pretty much a single bad moment within it even if I did critique some things like you know the children or Rolf, Rolf or whatever like I still think that the narrative that it's going through and of course the music in it and the acting, a lot of it is done really, really well and and, um, performs it to the best abilities in order to showcases the lives of the people it um, has in it, especially Maria's of course, but not only hers, which is great. Um, I think it's just so culturally important there are so many songs that touched everybody's lives every children's lives regardless of which country they're from whether they speak English or not um it just so important to everybody that comes across um it that it deserves every single recognition it gets and more and I just love everything about it. Also, what I really like is they have a very wholesome representation of not only a mother-children relationship, I guess, even though they're not actually biologically related, but also a very healthy relationship, very healthy relationship, I guess, of uh, Maria to a church and the nuns to her. And people are painted in a very human way and also very wholesome, which I think is something that is really necessary considering the time they're at and what mm-hmm. they have to describe, that I think a lot of the difficult things have been handled really well, despite, you know, taking a more idealistic view of things. I think it's still done in a realistic way, too. But what do you think? Yeah, overall, really enjoy it. Um, I think if you grew up knowing the music, it's really hard not to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the movie completely like from the beginning to the end for the first time to prep for this episode, I would say was definitely a good experience. I enjoy it very, very much. Even though actually before I started the movie, I was thinking, oh my God, three hours. That's like a Lord of the Rings movie to me. <laughs> Am I going to make it? And the truth be told, obviously there are parts where you're like, oh, this is dragging on for a long time. But then I didn't really notice it too, too much. Um, The whole thing flows very, very well. I think like the distribution of music and songs are really, really great. And not to mention the characters, first of all, are very likable. Uh, The plot itself is not bland. Like it could have easily fallen to one of those like very plain bland love story but then it wasn't just that like on top of the romance 
there's family relationship, there's like the personal ideals, conflict, and the historical and political background. So all these elements combined together, I think, made the story a very well presented one. And I also like how it ends with they going back to the mountain because you know how like it opens up with the mountain, and it shows you that Maria is like a free spirited person, and then it also closes with the I guess how many are there like the nine of them being on top of the hill again. I think is a great echoing to to the beginning and showing like just how free they are, not just physically as they escape Austria, but also just spiritually. Um, how they're able to kind of continue to be who they are and to stay true to themselves. So I like that echoing that they have in the end. So yeah, I rank it very highly in my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I actually also noticed the starting with a mountain shot and closing with a mountain shot. And on top of your your interpretation, I also thought that it could have been an interpretation of their hearts staying in Austria and just the idea of what Austria is moving to somewhere that actually still holds values. So Mm. um, I thought that might be another idea of it. So I really actually like that they have this kind of circular way of starting and closing with the mountains. That's a good interpretation. I like that. Thank you. Um, All right. So do you want to introduce our quiz for today? Yes. So it's quiz time. And today we're doing everyone has a sound of music character that matches their personality. And here's yours. Well, that's a very long name. Isn't it? (laughs) Is it? Uh, And this is from BuzzFeed. All right. So the first question is pick a dog. I should have been more considerate. Sorry, Claire. No, it's okay. I love dogs too. Come on. Okay, true, true, true. And I think they're less smaller dogs here. Actually, no. They're all cute puppies. They're puppies, yes. Yeah. So the first choice is a, I believe it's a Labrador. It might be a golden retriever. And then we have the King Charles Cavalier. We have a Corgi. And we have a Yorkshire Terrier. I'm going to pick the second one. Um, The one with the the brown the brown and the white nose no the one with the red color oh that's okay I thought I read it as the first one so you're going to pick the oh sorry yeah okay me too (laughs) okay uh then choose the food pizza fries sushi hot dog sushi same choose your favorite color blue red pink yellow I know we're gonna choose (laughs) (laughs) is it a shocker so surprised oh my god blue really Becky you blue I'll never guess what's yours and I'll pick red probably you're not sure I I don't really have a favorite color okay that's fair (laughs) um pick a hydro flask we have a supreme one we have like a blue green hybrid we have a green with trees and we have a blue with like a man I guess I have no idea what I'm looking at but okay okay <laughs> like, like how is this going to be related but okay uh it's not that's why I picked this one. <laughs> so random exactly. okay I'll pick the blue green one then me too wow <laughs> mm, we're very similar I know right what's your favorite season autumn winter spring summer I know for you it's definitely not summer yeah not summer for um, me. <laughs> I'll pick autumn for me I'm gonna pick spring finally what's your favorite holiday Christmas your birthday Halloween Easter Jeez. Okay. I mean, I was going to say Chinese New Year, but then they don't have it here. Oh. So I'm going to say Christmas. 
Me too, because I don't think my birthday is a holiday. And also, I don't know, Christmas is more fun, to be honest. <laughs> what did you uh, get? Uh, Maria. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, I mean, we have most of our choices the same. So We have two different answers, which is the favorite color and the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to read it? Do you want to do the honors? Sure. Uh, if you've got your head in the clouds and tend to wear your heart out, sorry, heart on your sleeve, you also have the most angelic voice and loving heart. Can I say something without hyping me up? Because I'm pretty sure the person was somehow um, tone deaf or something. But um, in high school, I used to be part of a club called Music Council, which is Mm -hmm. like a choir. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my audition song, I actually sang Reflection um, from one. And that's a great song. It's a great song. I agree. But uh, the person who did the piano, like who who played the piano for the song, he said, I, I have like a Julie Andrews voice. And I was like, Whoa. first of all, you're tone deaf. Oh. First of all, you're tone deaf. Like my voice actually sounds like a crow. But um, no, you don't. You like, don't you know keep, how I sound like. With keep the that. You keep saying that. <laughs> you don't know, though. I, I could literally I, sound like a we crow. We will need to go to karaoke together to find out. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's like the best compliment I will ever receive even if it's completely false and I don't think I will ever reach that kind of level regardless of what I do wow, wow. no no Claire no I'm, Claire no let you're me tell definitely you. hyping this out I'm, I'm so excited I, I can't wait right now let me bring Emma here real quick and she can tell you they <laughs> sound like a croaking frog <laughs> and you do not like frogs <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm sure you're like way better than what you're saying right now. No. I I honestly cannot wait to listen to you sing. I actually can't wait to listen to you because I think that would be like your kind of I thing. never hyped you up for it. So you better not have like expectation. Or anything. No, I, you, no, it's not about hyping myself up, uh, yourself up. But it's like you said you have like a very, you tend to have a very high voice. And Julie Andrews has a very high voice. And it's very beautiful. So I feel like if any of us would sound like her, it would be you. High voice? Like That's you what can you just said. scream. And then, I mean, I can just scream. That's not a very high, high voice. Like, Screaming is like shrill. Okay, <laughs> so we I will find out one day. I think that will be you. Um, okay. All right, so I guess that brings us to the very final rating. Drum roll, please. Um, I rate it nine out of ten. Peanut. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to rate it ten out of ten. Um, Austrian Alps. Okay. Interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, I could have also gone with the Swiss Alps, but I wanted to cover the Austrian side because this is mainly a place you. in Austria. I see you. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess this is it for us today. And if you want to discuss this particular episode, any previous episode we covered, or if you want to give us recommendation for musicals and especially plays, because Claire is shirking her responsibilities about coming up with a play, uh, please contact us at Podway Podcast at either um, Instagram, Reddit, or Twitter. Or if you're not a social media person, you can contact, contact us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so very much and have a good day. Bye. Bye.